Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. With an eye on impeachment, judges in Washington are weighing disputes between House Democrats and the Trump administration. Federal appellate judges are struggling with the decision on whether to grant House Democrats' demands for testimony from former White House counsel Don McGahn. Arguments before two separate panels stretched over several hours. Democrats are also seeking access to secret grand jury materials from the special counsel's investigation. Democrats say the evidence could be relevant to President Trump's impeachment. Judge Thomas Griffith, who sat on both panels, seemed open to arguments that courts should stay out of the scuffle between between Congress and the White House over McGahn's testimony. At least two of the judges appear troubled by the administration's claim that McGahn and other advisors have absolute immunity from a congressional subpoena. Jennifer King, Washington. Iranian state television reports that Iran will no longer abide by any of the limits of its 2015 nuclear deal. More details at srnnews.com. Larry Elder explains it's tough to get the truth out of Washington. James Cohen being interviewed by Chris Wallace. James Comey had repeatedly said, that the dossier was valid, verified, truthful. Either it was essential or it wasn't. You said it wasn't critical. I.G. Horowitz says it was. Oh, I don't understand him to be saying that, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Hard to say. Can we move on to something else? The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. The Patriot's Book of the Month for January is Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture, 11 Steps to Keep Her Happy, Healthy, and Safe. And you can sign up right now to win a signed copy of this must-read for parents with young daughters at the Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com. Just past 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon, let's take a look at your Twin Cities forecast from the Great Plains Windows Indoors Weather Center. Wind advisory till 4 o'clock, we reach a high at 37. We've got Hour 2 of the Brad Carlson Show of the Narn starting right now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, it's Bobby to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Excuse me. And give us a follow if you have not done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in the first weekend of Northern Alliance Radio Network broadcasts in the new year. Uh, 
in March, we'll be selling our, celebrating our 16th anniversary with the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I've been along for uh, almost uh, eight and a half years of that 16 years, and it's an honor to be with you each and every weekend. And it's always an honor, uh, of course, to have our friend Peter Johnson join us on the broadcast. Peter, the founder of Archway Defense, and of course, a uh, expert in firearms and active shooter engagement and crisis management, and given the uh, shooting that took place in a white settlement Texas church last Sunday. Uh, Peter and to discuss uh, the fallout from that, one that could have been a lot worse were it not for uh, armed volunteers providing security to the church. That's something that Peter advises some of these areas on, and uh, myriad other topics we will probably get to with the aforementioned uh, Peter Johnson. Peter, always good to have you on the broadcast, sir. How are you? Not bad. As always, thanks for having me. Now, archwaydefense.com is the website where they can find out more about your organization. Uh, there's a chance we might have a few new listeners here, Peter Johnson. Tell us a little bit about your organization and uh, what you do. Yep. So Archway Defense, we're hitting uh, six years, actually, next week. Okay. Um, Happy years. anniversary. I appreciate it. Uh, Archway Defense is, uh, there's three basic pillars of Archway. Um, the law enforcement, which is the, a huge part of our work. Then we have the corporate and faith-based, which like churches and synagogues that we work for work to improve their security. And then we have the individual side of the house that we work on. Um, Archway Defense, we travel all over the country training law enforcement, police, SWAT. I'll be leaving a week from tomorrow and won't be back for over 30 days. So traveling between here and Las Vegas, training police departments along the entire route. And if you uh, if you have Instagram, follow Archway Defense on Instagram. They have uh, phenomenal stories on there. Peter's uh, uh, exploits, training law enforcement, uh, some cool weaponry as well. That's that's the stuff I kind of geek out on. I'm I'm kind of getting uh, a, a a little a uh, little more in tune to different kinds of brands of firearms. Thanks in large part to Peter Johnson and a couple times at the range. You're so, welcome, uh, yeah. and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I need to know more about this stuff. I, I think I mentioned. I think we were talking a little bit via text message. My wife got me uh, for Christmas a membership at our, our local gun range yes. up where we live. So, uh, yeah, and so um, we're going to get in tune to that. And my wife was excited because uh, ladies get to uh, – you get to uh, shoot for free on Tuesdays Perfect. at our uh, local range. So, and she's not a bad shot. We've shot together. That's she's, right. Yeah, yeah. She's got a good eye. Yeah. She she figures if there's going to be a firearm around our house, and there may or may not be, um, <clears throat> she wants to be sure that she's adept at using it, certainly. And so, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, she she definitely got over definitely got over some of her apprehensions that she had a few years ago, and that's important because yep. you know you know we're all novices. We don't all start out uh, being able to uh, be proficient in firearms. So, Peter, we appreciate uh, the, the time you've given us. That is for sure. Uh, obviously, we want to get into specifically the church shooting that took place in White Settlement, Texas. Last Sunday, I was actually on a business trip and uh, and saw the story of this, and I think I first heard about it from you. Uh, I may have seen a few blurbs on Twitter, but didn't pay much attention because I was actually working last Sunday. But I got a text message from you, a link to that story. And uh, so we'll get a little bit uh, into that. But uh, the first hour, we talked a lot about the uh, United States and their operation taking out Iranian military leader uh, Qasem Soleimani. This is a huge deal. And obviously, Peter, this is an, I don't know if you're familiar with the name necessarily, but this is something that uh, obviously resonates with you personally because you were in Iraq at the time when uh, Iranian forces were supplying weaponry that, um, from what I understand about this weaponry, these, uh, uh, was it EFPs? EFPs, explosively formed projectiles, yep. Can basically uh, 
pierce these Humvees and obviously cause significant damage, a lot of casualties. So when you first heard about this particular operation what and it had taken place, how did you as a veteran of the Iraq War react, Peter Johnson? Oh, it was a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's quite a few skulls underneath everywhere that that guy has walked. Uh, he's The Kud forces aren't just a a military arm like we think of the military. And I, before we even got into the, the segment, I alluded to it's more of the Gestapo with a military arm mm, because okay. they keep down rebellion with inside the Iranian country. Then they go outside and supply missiles to attack Israel. They supplied weapons um, to militias during the Iraq war to kill over 600 Americans. So this guy is as evil as it comes. Um, I, I'm okay with it. He he deserved a lot worse. So you obviously a lot of the reaction, and particularly from those who are going to oppose anything that Trump does. I mean, let's be honest. But one of the popular reactions, you know, and I understand the apprehension because this could cause so there is a danger of some full scale escalation, which certainly is a risk. There's no doubt about it. Nobody is denying that. But this idea that you know a lot of what I heard, well, this uh, Soleimani was a bad guy, but. You know, we do we want to risk this uh, this kind of escalation brought upon us? And and from what you're telling me, Peter Johnson, I don't think this guy was going to necessarily pull back from uh, killing Americans or our allies anytime soon. No, it's um, he wasn't the the worst part about him. He wasn't crazy. He was very good at what he did. Mm. He was, like I said, as evil as it comes. I would put him on a operational level above Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who mastermind the 9-11 attack mm, okay. obviously with permission wow. of bin laden sure he's a strategist he's been on the battlefield most of his life he runs one of the most aggressive paramilitary terrorist organizations on the planet and to think that we would hesitate to stop him uh anybody who says he was a bad guy but i would wonder uh, if they had a problem with us taking out bin laden mm-hmm. because if you did if you have a problem with us taking out um, Soleimani, you should probably have the same complaints about bin Laden because the concern would be, well, if we take him out, al-Qaeda will be mobilized to attack the rest of the world. That's the same logic. Well, it's, it's the logic they use when al-Baghdadi was taken out, what, a couple months ago? It's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, you're just going to you're gonna awaken a sleeping giant because ISIS was going to – their job was done. They were going to leave us alone, right? Yeah, no, they were they were converting to uh, <laughs> to Western democracy. It's just it's, – it's so painfully intellectually dishonest that you can't even give credence. The key is uh, Soleimani had intentions and a very, very deep history of attacking American interests – all over the world. Mm. So when we have an opportunity to t- take them out at an airport, um, the fact that we did is good. And there's intelligence out there right now. I believe it came out of the White House or the Pentagon uh, stating that he was planning further attacks. Because remember, right. he was the mastermind right. behind um, not only the attack on the embassy in Baghdad, but now it came out that he was – the Kud forces were supporting uh, the Benghazi embassy attack where four Americans died. Right. So, again, it's not just Iran. It's not just Iraq. Uh, the Quds forces have a pretty global reach. And then one of our strongest allies in the world, not just the region, Israel, has been bombarded because of the weapons coming out of Iran, specifically through Soleimani's Quds forces, formerly. Well, yeah, we've got information. And, uh, you know, speaking of Bin Laden, I talked about this in the first hour. I saw, of course, Robert J. O'Neill, who fired the kill shot that took out Bin Laden, 
uh, said the other day, you know, good news, uh, Soleimani has finally quit smoking. So hi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, for those uh, who know uh, the the things that he has been involved in and the operations that he has conducted, um, yeah, it's uh, – the thing I've said in the first hour, uh, this is probably uncharted territory for this particular regime in in, in Iran in that nobody has hit back at them this hard. So it's – you know, I – the furthest thing from a foreign policy guru, I have no idea – you know, you can't apply – classic logical thinking to this, but the fact that this is the hardest they've ever been hit back, I don't know what the, that they know what to do, but it, there's already talk that uh, the last remnants of the Iran nuclear deal are pretty much in the ash heap, which, which is no surprise. Every every Iranian nuclear deal, if you actually boil it down and find out what they do, they continue enrichment, they continue spinning up a program, they break seals on their, on their centrifuges, they've violated literally every single Iranian uh, nuclear deal that we've ever had regardless of the president that's not just a rip at obama sure. or anyone else oh, no question yeah it's a rip at the iranians they have no interest whatsoever in following uh a path to no nuclear weapons so they're not coming to the table with any honesty they never have ever since what was it, 79 when they took the 59 hostages yeah 52 hostages yeah i mean they've been on this path for a while right. they're not getting off the path They've already killed hundreds of American soldiers. They continually throw thousands, not hundreds, thousands of rockets towards our strongest ally in the region and arguably the world, Israel. They're, they are a, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the mm-hmm. world, period. Right. Hands down, that's not a political statement. That's just statistical facts at this point. So to say that um, this is outrageous or anything else – if you don't punch back at some point, then the the behavior will just continue. Right, and uh, and as you said, this isn't this wasn't someone that it was certifiably crazy. It was the exact opposite. He was very tactical and very deliberate. And was uh, the talk was I don't know if you read the profile that was in the New Yorker six plus years ago. He was looking to reshape the entire Middle East, which was quite an undertaking. And this is something that I think. I think it was General McChrystal had wrote something in foreign, on a foreign policy uh, website la- late last year about this is the advantage that that military has in the Middle East is they they play more the long game. Their officers stay installed a lot longer than we do here in the U.S. And for political and tactical reasons, you know, you don't have these lifetime appointments at the very top. So it's a whole different ball game, to be sure. Yeah, when they look at tactics and strategy, they're not looking at the next year; they're looking at the next decade. Right. Right. Multiple decades. So generals in the in the Iranian army right now were part of the Iran Iraq War, mm-hmm. and they were they were leaders, including the Soleimani. Yeah, yes, yeah, d- leadership during that time and that depth of leadership. They're not crazy, and the danger is when we we talk about the Iranian military or terrorist regime, people want to write them off as crazy. No, they're very, they're they're strategic, dangerously strategic. And to have the opportunity to have Soleimani out in the open and knowing what he was planning, that he was going to continue the, the reign of terror, it was an easy hit. Yeah, and and, and uh, I alluded to the uh, uh, General McChrystal piece that he wrote. He had he talked about how there was a convoy containing Soleimani, I think 06, 07, about the time frame you were in Iraq, that was going through the northern part of the country, and... They had an opportunity to strike, but didn't, but kept an eye on the convoy, and eventually he was able to slip away 
as a result. So there may have been opportunities to pass. I don't know that there, the the actual order would have been called for to strike, but there had been opportunities, but not many. Yeah, and let's be honest, it's a lot easier to hit them in Iraq than it is from a political standpoint to throw missile into Iran. Right. So the fact that he was at BIOP, Baghdad International, out in the open, we knew he was there, confirmed it. It was honestly the perfect opportunity to hit him. And another moment of levity, I saw the Duffel blog uh, had a piece where uh, his luggage was still spinning around on carousel number nine at Baghdad International Airport. So, bad. Unclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> Just brutal. Well, uh, we uh, are going to get to uh, firearms and church security this next segment with Peter Johnson. Uh, you know, I was... I, Appreciate Peter's insights. I know because he, being a veteran of Iraq, wanted to get his reaction to this. So, uh, But we are going to make that shift to firearms. The next segment right here, AM 12A to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you'd like to weigh in. Feel free to give us a call. We hope to hear from you on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. We've always been the best of Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports, there's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. No, my mom's going to have a baby. She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor. 
Well, probably maybe like a singer-dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag Narn Show. We got preachers dealing in politics and diamond mines. Hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Joined this hour by Peter Johnson, he of Archway Defense. Peter, of course, an expert in firearms, crisis management, and active shooter engagement. Check out their fine work, archwaydefense.com. And be sure to follow him on Instagram, too. Peter occasionally posts uh, on his Instagram stories some uh, interactive training that he has for law enforcement all around the country. Fascinating stuff, to be sure. Uh, We did bring Peter in primarily to talk about the uh, shooting that took place in White Settlement, Texas, uh, last week, I'll read an excerpt from an AP story. Alarms went off in Jack Wilson's head. The moment a man wearing a fake beard, a wig, a hat, and a long coat walked into a Texas church for Sunday services. By the time a man approached a communion server and pulled out a shotgun, Wilson and another security volunteer were already reaching for their own guns. The attacker shot other volunteer, the other volunteer, Richard White, and then the server, Anton Tony Wallace, sending congregants scrambling for cover. The gunman was heading toward the front of the sanctuary as Wilson sure, uh, searched for a clear line of fire. Thankfully, uh, Jack Wilson was able to take down the gunman with a single fatal shot before more atrocities occurred. Uh, a lot to unpack here, Peter Johnson. We'll get to it as much as we can. But the one thing you have talked about uh, is places like churches. Uh, we've talked about the Las Vegas shooting where it was a, where it was a country music concert. These are soft targets where people are otherwise engaged on everything that's going on and may not be as readily aware of their surroundings. But thankfully, uh, a church in Texas where a law was passed last year to uh, allow, uh, well, I'll read the text of it, uh, House Bill 1143 in Texas that prevents school districts from effectively prohibiting the possession of firearms and private monitor motor vehicles by limiting their authority to regulate the manner in which they are stored in locked cars and trunks, including by employees. So these church volunteers allowed to carry, uh, that certainly gives members uh, a, a little bit of comfort, but unfortunately there were uh, there were two, uh, two fatalities of innocent victims in this church, Peter Johnson. Yeah, so if we look at what happened, the, this last attack, obviously somebody went into a house of worship to kill innocent people. I mean, whatever their motivation is, I don't really care. That's just pure evil. So they came into it, and we've seen this enough where we know what the storyline goes like. If there isn't somebody there on site to direct professional violence towards the aggressor immediately, like what just happened this past weekend, then the number of deaths go up 
significantly. Yes. It, roughly, it's eight and a half uh, attempted homicides per minute mm. while you wait for armed response to engage that threat. Well, by sharp contrast, this entire thing from the time he drew the shotgun to the time he was uh, disabled from killing more innocent people was roughly four to six seconds. Mm, okay. So while everyone's listening, count to four or five, six, whatever you want, and then think about how long it's going to take for law enforcement to get there. Mm. It's There has to be a gap bridged from the professional law enforcement response to the armed citizen when presented with the unjust aggressor. So as bad as this was, obviously it could have been much, much worse if there wasn't anyone in there armed. Well, and the and the story, and one of the initial stories I saw had come out, it said, and it, and it talked a little bit about this AP story, once the two uh, gentlemen were killed, that the gunman did go more to the front of the church, obviously, to commit more atrocities. Now, I, uh, I don't want to get into, you know, like you said, the gunman is dead, and, and what his motivations are, we don't know, and I don't know if we'll ever know now, but... I, I can't help but wonder, was he not aware of this new law that was passed last September? Because to your point, and this is another thing you talk about, if there is even the slightest possibility that a spree killer is going to face the slightest amount of resistance, they typically don't go to a place like that, Peter Johnson. Correct. So this law is very new. It's uh, September, I think we were looking up, September 1st of 2019. So four months. Yeah. It, that's uh, For a law, that's very new. So there's a good chance that this individual wasn't aware that um, churches are no longer required to be a, quote, gun-free zone. Right. And he figured it out, obviously, at, at some point in the seconds he had after he expired or before he expired. But that's the whole point. The The ability to have the life-saving tools of self-defense should not be predicated uh, or dictated by a politician sitting in a cushy office somewhere. It should be an individual's choice as long as you're a law-abiding citizen the, no church should be um, prohibited from having a safety or security team capable of stopping what what was stopped in Texas. And I remember uh, in the aftermath, and we had John to talk about the Sutherland Springs shooting that took place at the end of uh, 2017. Now that one, uh, gun-free zone, 26 people were killed. And you alluded to professional violence earlier. There was a gentleman who heard shots from nearby grabbed a shotgun, and engaged the shooter only after he killed 26 people. It was then the shooter fled. Yeah, I believe it was an AR-15. He actually pulled, the citizen pulled an AR-15 okay. Okay. to shoot back. And that's what stopped the attack. Right. It's when professional violence, and the FBI has analyzed every active shooter, active threat with a firearm. When professional violence is directed at an unjust attacker, the number of homicides per minute drops overwhelmingly almost to nothing. Because now they're... They're fighting for their life opposed to taking everyone else's life. And the gunman, uh, when he was engaged, ended up driving away and taking his own life. So, again, to I know a point that you bring up quite often, and a lot of folks that are experts in this particular area, is they once they face resistance, that kind of is the overwhelming result, isn't it, Peter, that they take their own lives if, they, yep. if, uh, if the uh, Good Samaritan doesn't take them out first? Yeah, so statistically it's um, self-termination or they... Rarely they give up, but self-termination is a very common uh, outcome as soon as professional violence is directed or the expected law enforcement is coming around the corner. They don't want to be taken alive. For the most part, obviously there's exceptions, but they don't want to be taken alive. And I remember in the aftermath of the Sutherland Spring shooting, uh, the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, 
uh, indicated that it's probably not a uh, well, the, the this particular law, House Bill eleven forty three, obviously wasn't in place at that point. But he came out and said, "Look, uh, it's fine to carry loaded guns into churches unless the churches have a strenuous objection uh, to to that particular statute." So that law wasn't in place yet, and of course, this Huffington Post. Um, uh, the story that talked about just dripping with condescension, almost implying like it was going to be the okay corral. Well, as we saw in this particular shooting in uh, White Settlement last Sunday, how many uh, volunteers drew their firearms after the gunman was taken down? Multiple. Multiple. And that's if you're... List- were, there, were there big shootouts in this church nope. before that? I, nope. I mean, come on. It was trigger discipline to the nth degree. Only one fire, one round fired, to my mm-hmm. knowledge, yeah. from a uh, lawfully... Uh, lawfully armed citizen, and that was the one round that took took down the aggressor. It was the perfect response by an armed uh, citizen group in a church. It was obviously if we could have got ahead of it before he could have even broke off that first shot. I'm talking about he is the uh, the aggressor, right? That would have been the the perfect Ideal, outcome. Sure. Yep. But considering how bad Southern Southern Springs was, we're not talking about dozens dead, right? It, unfortunately. Um, a couple of the two of the uh, people at the church lost their lives, and it's horrible. But it would have been horrifically, dramatically worse if nobody was there. Because now, instead of those four to six seconds I talked about, now you have to deal with the eight and a half on average homicides attempted per minute until you wait for law enforcement. Law enforcement response is roughly four and a half minutes. No fault of their own. It's just math. How far away well, they sure. are and how fast they can drive. Yeah, and, and unless there was a squad car literally parked in the parking lot, and even in, if that's the case, there's going to be multiple more fatalities if there are not, quote-unquote, good guys with guns. It's 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 almost like math. Um, it, and it's painful, especially when you hear politicians, um, and we are talking about statements that don't age well. Uh, Joe Biden came out and said it was totally irrational to carry guns in church. Before this attack, he was ripping on the uh, the governor of Texas. That one didn't age well. No, no, it did not. And uh, yet some of the uh, gun-grabbing narratives were still out there. Uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke uh, took time away from uh, whatever he's doing now that he's not running for president to say, well, whatever we're doing is uh, not stopping these deaths via firearm. Yeah, we're going to have a little bit more to say about demagoguing politicians and gun-grabbers when we uh, are joined by, uh, once again, our special guest, Peter Johnson, he of Archway Defense. Check out their work, archwaydefense.com. If you'd like to weigh in with a comment, question 651 651- 289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also uh, check us out via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or go on Facebook. Check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And we'll be back in mere moments discussing the uh, White Settlement Texas church shooting on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu fired back tonight, saying there was nothing to the charges, framing it as a political witch hunt. The economies of both Israel and the United States have been booming like never before. 
Never has the American stock exchange or its economy done better than now. Israel has gone from a third world country to one of the most powerful modern societies ever on the planet. Both nations are doing well and their citizens have prospered like never before. And yet both leaders, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and President Donald Trump, are fighting an opposition determined to bring them down. Surely there is a spiritual component here with the forces of darkness at play. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. As we wrap up a decade, we want to thank you for tuning in and keeping us strong by supporting our advertisers. To us, it means the world. AM 1280 The Patriot looks forward to another year of keeping the Twin Cities right. Hi, this is Scott from the Kingdom Builders. I had the privilege of living in Central Asia for a number of years, and the word for roof is krisha, and it has a meaning more than just the roof over your heads, but it has an understanding of physical protection. Who is your roof? Who is your protection? It also means someone watching out for you or over you. Here at the Kingdom Builders, we want to be providing a quality product, a quality roof for your family or for your business. But more important than that is to communicate that the Lord Jesus is our ultimate protection. He is the one that has paid the penalty for our sins so that we might know eternal life in him. So if we at the Kingdom Builders can provide for you a Cretia, a roof for your home, or share with you more about our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our ultimate covering and protection, give us a call at 612 612- 900-9166 or visit us on the web at thekingdombuilders.net That's thekingdombuilders.net Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live where he takes on uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords slippery renters overbearing HOA boards demanding homeowners Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That's the number to call. You can also wait by Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag N A R N Show. Feel free to like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com, Search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like if you haven't done so already. And you can also leave comments there as well. Joined uh, for another segment by Peter Johnson, he of Archway Defense, talking about active shooter engagement and crisis management, as well as firearms. Jason, we have that uh, clip ready. Okay, we alluded to a clip by a Democrat presidential candidate, Joe Biden. This was, I believe, just after House Bill 1143 passed in September, which allowed uh, public employees and and volunteers within churches to carry their uh, legally owned firearms into places of worship. Joe Biden, uh, not a fan of the law, as you could uh, probably expect. Here we go. And the second one is is on the dealing with uh, firearms. It is irrational, with all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing. On the very day you see a mass shooting, I guess the numbers now, I was on a plane the last two and a half hours, they got up to five killed, um, and we're talking about loosening access to 
uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational. It's totally irrational. And it's okay. So, uh, you know, obviously, they from the uh, from the files of that didn't age well. Uh, here, here's a here's a beef I had, and my my friend and colleague Mitch Berg covered this so brilliantly on his show yesterday. What is the one thing you hear from gun grabbers when they want to pass kind of laws restricting firearms or you know high caliber weapons, whatever it is? I mean, everything is an AR-15 to them. But if they want to restrict the law, well, if it if it saves just one life, then it'll have been worth it. Well, then I ask, why don't law-abiding gun owners get the same courtesy, same dispensation? Because it is undeniable that there were literally scores of lives saved because there was an armed citizen in that church, Peter Johnson. Yeah, and if anybody has watched the video and can't come to that conclusion, I would would question again their intellectual honesty. Without a doubt, there's no way that that individual— who was the attacker, was going to the front of the church, not to an exit, to the front of the church with a shotgun after just shooting two people at point-blank range. He wasn't going to go up there, and all those ladies that were hunched over in the pews, he wasn't just going to go up there and talk to them. Right. His goal, you could clearly tell his intent, was to continue the homicide spree that he was going on. Right. So without that professional violence, which was... Law-abiding citizen. He was actually a firearms instructor in Texas, too. Right. The, so he, and to my knowledge, none of these, uh, none of the security team was getting paid down there. Right. So they're they're going to church. They're carrying a gun. They're training all on their own dime, ultimately to save their own congregation, not to go outside of it, not to walk down the street and randomly look for people sitting in their own house of worship to protect themselves. And if it could save one life, mm. why it's- wouldn't we allow? any law-abiding citizen to carry a gun if it could if right. it could save one life which it already did it's again it, i i use that intellectually dishonest because it's it's always a one-sided argument unfortunately and the people's lives the innocent people who don't have the luxury of having a security detail like former vice president joe biden or bloomberg we were talking about his security detail everybody who's the loudest on this has an armed security detail of people like myself that have trained their entire life with weapons and carry weapons to protect that person, telling everyone else you should be unar- unarmed. Yeah, and, and that's an excellent point. And, you know, you talk about Michael Bloomberg. I mean, how many untold millions has he poured into uh, uh, his packs, like every town and uh, all these other gun grabber groups to try to disarm law-abiding citizens? So, yeah, to your point, it's just a intellectual disconnect there. But, yeah, it was... It's absolutely undeniable that scores of lives uh, were saved because of the heads up of this gentleman, 71 years old, and interviewed after in the aftermath and genuinely sorrowful for the two lives that were lost. These were people he knew. These were friends of his. And, you know, you talk about IMAX-level projection, uh, where the— uh, Gun grabber crowd was saying, "Well, the uh, you know the, the the gun nuts they uh, they're perfectly fine with a couple a couple being people being killed in order to to forward their agenda." I mean, that's an no. IMAX level projection. I mean, these yeah. people how, the way they capitalize on mass shootings, literally, and I mean literally, the bodies are not even cold when they're jumping on social media talking about how we have to uh, uh, enact more gun control. And regardless of the facts, too, because how many times have we seen? And I've been on the show with you guys couple many times talking about 
oh, well, okay, what was the, uh, the history on the attacker? Okay, well, it was a felon with a gun. Well, mm-hmm. wait a minute. There's a law that says felons can't ho- own guns. So how does a felon own a gun? Right. Are you telling me that a felon, a continual violent predatory offender, is not going to follow the laws? My mind is blown coming from former law enforcement. Right, right. It's the very nature of every time you pass legislation, the only people that will willingly take part in that are law-abiding citizens, right. no one else. Right. And and I and I think Jack Wilson also echoed something that you say quite often. He said, look, this I looked in the face of evil. This was someone who was evil, was not going to be bargained with, was not going to be rationalized. To your point, you said these, these elderly ladies hunched down in the pews was not going to talk with them. There was no chance for any negotiation. There, there really was no other option. And USA Today, I think, uh, came out with an opinion piece that says, wow, okay, Jack Wilson trains firearm inspector. We know all about him, but there were four, three or four other people who drew their guns, and we don't know their backgrounds, and that's utterly terrifying. Utterly terrifying for people who've had these guns for weeks. No incidents ever took place in this church, but yet we're supposed to be terrified by law-abiding citizens carrying guns, Peter Johnson. Yeah, and terrified of a bunch of people that carried a firearm in church that you didn't know about until something happened. They drew their firearm and had enough discipline not to shoot. Right. That's what you know about them. Right. You know that in critical stress of just hearing guns go off in their own church— we're not talking about a theory or a video game. In their own church with all their friends and family and their community around them, they had enough discipline to keep their finger off the trigger until they could positively identify a threat. They couldn't do it because the threat was down. All of them, every single one, had the trigger discipline not to shoot. It wasn't the shootout at the OK Corral. It wasn't a bunch of hillbillies or whatever the, the next uh, description of a 2A permit carry holder is. Right. It was disciplined people who simply wanted to protect their friends and family. And that's exactly what they did with professional violence. Because professional violence is not pulling the trigger when you don't have to. Right. And CNN, I, I don't know if they've doxed these people yet because that's kind of in vogue now. I mean, when somebody does something that you disapprove of in the political realm, social issues realm, what have you, uh, their names and addresses and where they work are leaked. I mean, some poor woman who lived in a trailer down in Florida uh, CNN showed up at her house because I think she retweeted a Russian bot or something on Twitter. I mean, this is how insane it's got, Peter. Yeah, and it's it's a fear tactic. It's, yeah, it's to say that oh, um, we found somebody that you went to grade school with that said you made a uh, a, a bad joke right twenty seven years ago. Right. So now we're going to try to character assassination or hunt you down and put you on the spot. Uh, thankfully, I think a lot of people, I would hope a lot of people are kind of seeing through that that fear tactic and now it's just no nobody cares and people should care less about them we've learned time and time again that there is there is unfortunately and i know it's funny but there is fake news it's literally made up oh sure um so the less you give power to that fake news that that media machine that wants to destroy people that disagree with them which i never understood that was part of journalism Mm but uh the, these individuals, I have no doubt there, there will probably be calls for doxing them and disclosing that they they were late on a cell phone bill 10 years ago or something. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. What we do know about them is they weren't, they weren't criminals with guns. They're law-abiding citizens, and all of them had discipline under a very high level of critical stress that most people have never experienced. Yeah, I can't imagine. And that's an important point, too, you know, because – you know, people, you know, the, the Second Amendment's in place. We have the right to, to keep and bear arms, and, you know, you want to feel safe and secure 
if you go to a soft target, you know, whether it be a concert, whether it be a church, what have you, certainly understandable. But let's not gloss over the fact that you, it, the onus is on you, the gun owner, and Peter, I'm sure you'd echo this, to be proficient with that firearm, to go through the proper training, to take the proper practice. Yeah, and if you're looking at that uh, video or even the still images of the, the attack, because now in a day of endless media, they were live streaming their church service. Right. So you can see everything, unfortunately. But if, you, if you're carrying a gun, and this is kind of a gut check to everybody, and I'm as pro-A to A as anybody will ever find. Sure. But if you're carrying a gun and you're going to church, ask yourself honestly with no one around, am I confident enough with my firearm and my equipment to draw my firearm quickly, safely, and to accurately put rounds on an unjust attacker? Mm -hmm. And that's something that only the people listening can answer that question. And if the answer is, I don't know, go get more training. If the, mm -hmm. the answer is no, go get more training. And if the answer is yes, you should probably still go get more training. I mean, I've been doing this my entire life, and I still train nonstop because I'm not going to put my wife or my family or my community in harm's way because of my inability to perform under critical stress. Once again, we're joined by uh, Peter Johnson talking about the White Settlement Texas church shooting and some uh, useful tips that you have if you're going to be going someplace uh, where, where you're where it's a soft target, you know, like we talked about a church or a concert or, or, or what have you, you know, this is our reality today. Um, I don't know that homicides via gun violence are higher. In fact, statistics show it's the exact opposite as there's been a proliferation of guns, but nevertheless, um, and again, the media might be complicit in this. It is something that's shouted from the Hills when it takes place, unless of course it's, you know, weekend violence in Chicago, and because the victims don't look like NPR executives' children, quoting my friend Mitch Berg, uh, it's not as widely reported. It's sad, but true. It's it's not as widely reported on. It is because the the sheer we've we've got clients down on our corporate side. We have clients for workplace violence, active shooter, and security stuff that we have in Chicago. So I go down there a couple times a year. And even when I was down there, I think I brought it up last time I was on the show. My wife and I were having dinner at the uh, hotel, windows open, and literally block and a half away, I start hearing gunshot, gunfire. Mm, you look wow. down and you can actually see muzzle flashes a block and a half away. And we weren't in the bad part of, the air quote, bad part of Chicago. Sure. We were just in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a running gun battle between gangbangers less than two blocks away from us. And in the middle of the night, you can see muzzle flashes between them. Right. And this is normal. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't get doesn't hit the news because there's so many shootings in Chicago Scary. That, that nobody really cares anymore. Again, we are uh, with Peter Johnson. He of Archway Defense. Check out their work, archwaydefense.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back with one final segment on the broadcast, kind of wrap this up. And, uh, again, you still have time to get in your questions, comments, 651-289-4488. Also, weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. 
Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog-and-pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, My3Quotes. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire, and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob, or Jake, or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for a church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. It's smoked for 14 hours. We know you're going to love that pulled pork. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that RackShack attack, RackShack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. Welcome back. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. This is our final segment of today's show. Joined by Peter Johnson, Archway Defense. Check out the work, archwaydefense.com. Talking firearms, active shooter engagement. Uh, Peter, you, we were talking a little bit off air. If you'd like to uh, share your uh, promotion that you've got, got going on, feel free. I know uh, all of our listeners enjoy your appearances on here. So, oh, As always, thank you for having me. Like I say, uh, we were talking on the break. Archway Defense is doing an EDC, what is called Everyday Carry. So okay. the people that carry every day, it's an abbreviation, an everyday c- carry uh social media prize giveaway package it comes uh heckler and coke vp9 which if you've watched any videos that's what i shoot every day yep uh six seven hundred dollar uh pistol bravo concealment holster mag pouches and real avid cleaning kit so that's going to start you by the way we haven't really told anybody it starts next monday the 13th goes to the 31st you can go on to facebook or instagram archway defense at archway defense follow the links um and sign up, and then we do a uh, drawing random by live uh, first week in February and announce the winner. Fantastic. So fantastic promotion. If you're not already following Archway Defense on social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, 
you're definitely missing out because, like I say, Peter posts some cool videos on there. But now you got some fantastic giveaways as well. So we uh, definitely appreciate you uh, taking the opportunity to promote that. Do you want to get to a caller on line one, Bob from Shoreview? Bob, we got about a few minutes to go. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Um, I know that recently the police in New York City were pursuing a criminal and they accidentally shot some bystanders. I don't know if it was six or seven innocent bystanders. Are there any statistics uh, as to how many innocent bystanders have been wounded by the gun? Thanks for the call, Bob. I, Peter, you have a good grasp of some of these stats better than I do, of course. I don't know if, if there's one specifically earmarked for that uh, particular incident where bystanders shot. I, I hadn't heard of this, I guess. Had you heard uh, of this? I, I don't know of this one specifically, but I do know when I, you know, I l- lived in New York for five years. So when I was with Homeland, I was stationed out in New York and there was a quote, air quote, active shooter one day that we heard, we got alerts on. Well, what happened was it was uh, NYPD officers following a guy who just killed his former boss. So the, the aggressor sh- fired one round at a, uh, uh, his former boss's head, killed him in the street, broad daylight new- in Manhattan. Mm. Cops chased him, and then I believe it was six or seven people were shot after that, and it was all by all by the law enforcement officers. Oh, my gosh. The, okay. The, uh, the aggressor didn't shoot anyone else. Again, those stories make the headlines because it's rare. Yeah. Um, most cops, obviously, would rather take a bullet themselves than harm any innocent person. It does happen, unfortunately. And so it, that goes back to my other question. If you are carrying a gun every single day and you're not comfortable making those shots that you just watched in uh, in Texas, if the cops who actually have to go through training make mistakes, where's your training sta- standard at? It should actually be above above that law enforcement. Uh, to, to answer your question directly, I'm not aware of a specific source where you can extrapolate all that data, but it, it does happen. Thankfully, it's rare. So we, we do have a few minutes left with our guest, Peter Johnson, spending the line share of the hour talking about the uh, White Settlement Texas church shooting. Uh, the uh, uh, Jack Wilson, the volunteer who fatally shot the gunman, uh, whose name we do never name, uh, he had mentioned that immediately his suspicions were up. I mean, long coat uh, in Texas uh, definitely uh, raised suspicion. So... Uh, Obviously, there were two people who wound up dead. Was there anything from what you saw in the video that could have prevented that? I mean, like I say, just because someone looks suspicious in a house of worship isn't you, you you're legally probably legally prohibited from drawing a firearm if someone doesn't present one, of course. Yeah, yeah. But uh, with that situation, was there anything more that could have been done, or so, s- sadly, so, were these two uh, deaths in- inevitable? Um, and it's it's. And I'm going to apologize because the Monday morning quarterback is it's dangerous, but there is post incident analysis that you can do. Sure. And saying it was what it was, but if we could change anything, we would do these. Um, the when you if you're in your house of worship, whether church or synagogue, and you see someone come in that is um, outside the baseline behavior, and this is one of the core elements of what we teach. Outside the baseline, you engage with them, have a dialogue with them for a couple of reasons. One, you're actually much closer to them. So if they react or do anything, you're closer to solve that problem. Um, the other one is if they're not there for malice intent, you can probably figure that out with some questions pretty quickly. Uh, the one the one painful thing, and it, it pains me to even bring it up, that I saw that that hurt, and we had I've 
had this chat offline with a ton of other instructors and law enforcement was uh, the first individual who was shot uh, when he was drawing, he was shot drawing his weapon. He was drawing from a six o'clock position. I believe he was right-handed, but the speed and uh, his ability to draw a weapon quickly did not help his survivability. And I mean that with all the due respect because the, the poor guy lost his life and he was carrying in church. He was trying to do the right thing. But the proficiency in what we saw by comparison to um, to other people in the in the video in that church, it it wasn't it didn't seem to be the highest proficiency on it. And I hesitate to say that because there's always a uh, a chance of stepping on someone's grave, and I I don't mean to do that. It's just simply the facts of what we observed. Well, I imagine post incident analysis is vital for the simple reasons, like okay, if something like this occurs, what can be done differently to prevent these deaths? Correct, and the um the getting getting closer and then taking multiple angles. If you do have a a church, we're talking specifically church security. So you're in your own house of worship, taking multiple angles in the sense of a contact somebody who's actually engaging with somebody. And it's a friendly usher coming up just saying, Hey, we've never seen you. Welcome to the church. Cause there's a good chance that 99 point whatever percent are just there to join your, your church. Oh, sure. Let's be honest about yep. it. It's less than that 1%, one tenth of a percent of anybody there for a nefarious act. But if they are there, the closer you can get, uh, good questions and then having that contact and cover at an off offset angle will put you in a better position. Peter, we always appreciate uh, your time and your valued insights on all of these uh, particular incidents. Again, difficult subject to talk about because, you know, it is played up in the media and there were tragedies that uh, occurred at this, but uh, we appreciate your insights. And hopefully those are listeners, uh, if they're in any authority at their places of worship, uh, can bring this back and, um, you know, get get serious about, about church security because it is a very soft target. Yep. And if they have any questions, um, as always, hit us up at archwaydefense.com. Call us. We'll, we're more than happy to help just over the phone or social media. We appreciate the time, as always, Peter, and uh, look forward to uh, having you on again. Uh, anytime you got an open invite to talk about anything and everything, I mean, uh, we ta- spent the first segment talking about Iran, so it's not just firearms, <laughs> so we can branch out, Peter Johnson. I appreciate it, appreciate as always. The time. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate you tuning in AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Every cell's a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. The new year brings new questions about the Democratic Party and its impeachment obsession. After urgent demands for Trump's immediate removal, Democrats suddenly slowed down the impeachment process, delaying a Senate trial and hoping to stretch out that proceeding to the beginning of 2020's primary season. The Dems mean to focus relentlessly on Trump's alleged unfitness for office to keep attention away from their own radical agenda. They know public opinion may be closely divided 
landed on the president himself, but big majorities oppose such democratic priorities as outlawing private health insurance, racial reparations for slavery, tax hikes, open borders, canceled college debt, and the job-killing Green New Deal. The Democrats know that if they make the election a referendum on Trump's polarizing personality, they could possibly win. But a pitch for votes based on their stridently progressive platform would lose in a landslide. I'm Michael Medved. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. AM 1280, The Patriot.